Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the a reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday super excited just like i am every week to have another awesome guest but before i get into this guest first i want to shout out all the listeners appreciate you guys being just super awesome listeners uh supporters uh, those that follow me on Facebook know that I had a coffee accident with my MacBook, and I was telling you guys I thought the podcast was over. I thought I lost everything, but thank God for uh, listeners that rallied right behind me and and some de- very generous gifts that helped me get it repaired. Uh, and shout out to Shatario, my co-host, for letting me borrow his laptop because the MacBook is almost finished now. Wait for them to give me a call, but I just want to hats off to my listeners for just being awesome on that level. And today, uh, like any other Tuesday, I have a special guest. Super excited. We've been trying to line this up for quite a few months, uh, but thank God that uh, we were able to get it all in one place. And we have none other than uh, Mr. Chris Larson. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dwayne. It's always uh, good to see what's happening in the podcast world and uh, <laughs> yours is yours is one that uh came up on the radar over the past uh, several months and very encouraged by all that you've been doing so it's good to be with oh, you. oh man hey man appreciate that sir yeah we we're definitely uh pushers and up and comers and and the bar we, we we're trying to raise the bar as uh al mola put it but um anyway chris what i like to do in the the beginning of the show is give the people a brief background and make sure you include what we talked about before we <laughs> before we started recording but give a brief background of yourself and uh kind of you know personal professional however you want to weave it up to where we are now 
Sure. Uh, I grew up in Virginia, uh, but uh, my dad uh, was a NASA uh, computer program manager, and uh, so he relocated down here to Kennedy Space Center in Florida uh, back in 1989. And uh, I grew up in the church in Virginia, but it was a pretty nominal uh, Christian experience where I walked an aisle, I was baptized (laughs) in the Southern Baptist Church. Um, but it was very clear from my lifestyle and uh, just how I was acting that I was not truly trusting Christ. I had not truly repented for my sins. Um, but this was a difficult time in my life. Um, I was in high school, and my dad said, okay, we're, we're moving. And I was going into my junior year of high school, and my grandmother back home in Virginia, she said, now whenever you move to a new place, always make your friends at church. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Grandma. That's good advice. And, you know, yeah. I just moved on and, and carried on. But I got down here and uh, met some people at high school and then pretty quickly realized that they were part of a, a youth group at a Southern Baptist church in Merritt Island, Florida, and um, began to kind of go more more regularly and to attend some of the youth group meetings. And I remember, you know, it was maybe nine months later that it was a Wednesday night, and I heard the preaching of the gospel uh, in a way that I believe that the Holy Spirit regenerated me mm-hmm. and I repented for my sins, and um, haven't looked back since. But just always remember, you know, grandmothers have wisdom, and uh, that's right. That's right. I, I'm I'm so grateful for them, and I'm so grateful for. Uh, the Southern Baptist Church, uh, where I did come to Christ, uh, I've made lifelong friends um, who are still friends today uh, through that relationship. And I love uh, the passion for the gospel and the concern for the sufficiency and inerrancy of God's Word and the authority of God's Word. And just those those two uh, paradigms really set the stage for um, my entire my entire life. So let me mm. let me fast forward just a little bit. So this is about 26 years ago now, and it's late on a Sunday night in the church parking lot over there. I graduated high school, but I'm asking questions about God's will for my life and who does God want me to marry and what should I do for my job and where should I go to school? You know, all those questions that teenagers typically ask and um, really did not understand the sovereignty of God. And so I had a friend who was discipling me at this time. And little did I know, he was taking classes at Reformed Theological Seminary with this professor named R.C. Sproul. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's how I thought you said his name at that time, R.C. Sproul. (laughs) Right. And, uh, And so he began to help me to understand the sovereignty of God, and he took me to Genesis 15, and he took me to Abram's call, and then to this very obscure passage, Genesis 15:17, where the smoking pot and the burning oven uh, go through these separated pieces, where God is basically declaring through covenant form that what he's calling Abraham to do, he himself will perform both sides mm. of the covenant to ensure that it was done. And so my friend, in a sense, was saying, I understand you've got all these big questions about your life. And it's not so much that you're going to be able to follow through on on trusting the Lord and, and doing what he wants you to do with your life. It's that God in his sovereignty, because he loves his children, will come alongside of them 
and -hmm. will do for them what they cannot do for themselves. Well, that was just paradigm shaping. (laughs) And, And I can look back on that conversation and just see how my entire theological trajectory changed and, you know, understood that there was this whole body of Christian truth that lasted for millennia that I had not been aware of, really. And so, right. you know, he, he got me started um, on this Reformed theological trajectory, and, yeah, I haven't looked back since. Um, nice. So, um, so catching you up then to the upstate South Carolina question, uh, I, I said I'd really rather be sitting down with you and having this conversation at the Beacon there in right. Spartanburg rather than um, doing it by phone. So maybe that's our next conversation, okay? Yes. Oh, yes, um, yes. So 1999, I moved to upstate uh, with my wife and our first child because um, at this point I moved into the Presbyterian Church in America. I was living mm-hmm. in South Florida. And uh, my pastors and elders uh, were encouraging me to continue testing a call to ministry. And I had always kind of sensed that I wanted to be involved in full-time vocational service ever since I truly became a Christian. I just wanted to serve the Lord and his church and his people in some way. Um, And so, you know, they heard me teach and said, yeah, you should should go to seminary. And they really encouraged me to consider Greenville Presbyterian Seminary there in Taylor's. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how I ended up in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, It's a great seminary uh, that firmly holds to the Westminster Confession. Um, And long story short, I ended up becoming the administrator at that seminary and really thought that I would uh, be there for the rest of my life because uh, I, I loved the work of serving pastors so much. Um, I didn't sense that I needed to be in the pulpit day in and day, or excuse me, week in and week out, mm-hmm. but um, I loved being around men that God had raised up to preach his word, to study his word. And so I just, I used my background in uh, business and marketing, um, worked in ad agencies and and a lot of varied experiences from a professional standpoint. And I just thought I would continue to serve that seminary and uh, really proud of the work that uh, we were able to do together and the Lord really blessed. Um, And that seminary still continues uh, to grow and it's exciting to see. But along about that time, um, I... uh, was made aware of an opportunity to uh, come down to Ligonier Ministries and to serve in the the creative and communications department, and that was 2004. And so about then, we we made the move, and so that's been quite a few years ago now. Right. Wow. Yeah, we couldn't do it at the Beacon, though, because, you know, they'd be calling it every couple minutes, and that'll interrupt the podcast, so we could just kind of meet there, you know? (laughs) That's right. <laughs> those those in, in in this area know know about the man that's calling. There's a guy when you place your order, they don't have a register. There's a guy there. He takes your order and he calls it out to the to the to the cooking staff. Very good burgers, definitely. Look, I might need to put a a a, a link in the, in the show notes for those that want to check out the beacon. <laughs> yeah, they need to know about the beacon. I mean, if they've been to Varsity, the Varsity there in Atlanta, it's somewhat right. similar. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Good stuff, man. So that that is really interesting. I love that's the one thing I love about interviews. You you find out things that um, you didn't know. I had no idea. You spent some time here. A couple of guys that I've interviewed spent some time in Greenville at the Greenville Presbyterian um, Seminary. So that's awesome. So let's talk about 
uh, Ligonier, um, your how, how did that come to be? And then also, how did you know you get to the point because you are president and CEO? What was that journey like? Uh, and in that whole, uh, I guess, experience of coming to Ligonier? Because I, I, I've had um, Nathan on, I had uh, uh, Dr. Nichols on, and you know, they, they mentioned that, that you guys have a code word called palm tree. So I wonder if like you got that or, or just, just talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, our code word uh, for palm tree was really just uh, me trying to persuade Dr. Nichols that uh, this is a great <laughs> place for him to uh, take his next professional step. Right. Um, but uh, it, it's a great time to recruit people to come to Ligonier Ministries, particularly when it's winter time in the rest mm. of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so we get people down here uh, from December to February, and that's prime recruiting season <laughs> for uh, new staff at Ligonier. So I would just say that I felt a uh, a call. Um, there's really no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt a call to come and to serve here uh, because of the way Dr. Sproul and his teaching and his ministry was influential in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the way I saw that the Lord had used him and this opportunity to come here and to serve um under him and to to see this ministry uh, move forward, um, I yeah I can't put it in any other uh, way right. except to think of it as a genuine call. I lived here in Central Florida uh, during my college years and really never thought I'd be back. Um, mm. But the Lord had other plans, and so um, now you know we've you know raised our five children here, and um, it is really been something to see just the way that the Lord has uh, put his hand of blessing upon this ministry. Um, We are quick to remind ourselves that uh, we do not exist for the sake of existing as a ministry. We only exist if the Lord decides that um, we are useful to his church and to his people. And so uh, many nonprofits don't really have that sense of finitude. Uh, Mm. Sometimes they can consider themselves uh, more important than they really are. And so I think that we have sought to, by God's grace, um, humbly serve the church. And Ligonier Ministries, at the end of the day, is nothing more than a platform for preachers and teachers of the gospel and to be able to provide that historic Christian witness through whatever outreach it happens to be, whether it's something we're publishing or something we're broadcasting or a conference we're doing. Really, we're just giving a forum to men who've already been raised up through the church uh, to be able to help others know Mm -hmm. more about our holy God and what he is calling his church to in our generation. Right. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Uh, that's that's exactly what you guys do, um, and and Doctor Spro was a perfect example of that. Uh, just so helpful. Um, I spent hours listening to him on YouTube, and you know, uh, even the, the questionnaires. And and I tell you, Chris, man, you, you're my kind of guy, man. Because even on the questionnaires, you you still cool and laid back. And I was like, yeah, I like. That's that's my kind of guy right there, Mr. Chris Larson in the building. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sir. And uh my buddy Daryl Harrison 
is super excited about you being on the show. Uh, he has his own show called Just Thinking, and Daryl uh, thinks a lot of you, Chris. Uh, we we at the bar, um, we we notice, you know, sometimes you know being in that seat, uh, uh, you know, you're not necessarily preaching the sermon that we're watching, but but we know we notice the work, man. So uh, my next question, uh, as far as you know, Ligonier goes. Um, and vision casting, what what direction? Uh, you know, we all. I, I mean, I I can't imagine the 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 space or the the void. You know, with with Doctor Sproul not being there, but um, I, I I can sense that you guys are are still moving forward, and and that he had a vision for things past him. Because actually, I'm look, I'm actually looking at the letter that you guys sent out that he wrote. Uh, uh, prior to his death, you know, talking about secession. So what what are some of the things that's going to be the focus uh, going forward for, for Ligonier? I came to Ligonier in 2004, and even then, R.C. was talking about the future without him. Um, mm. And so I, I was struck by his humility, and um, Dr. Moeller refers to it as generosity of spirit. And I really mm. think that captures it well, that he had no idea that Ligonier was ever just about him. So even when you go back to the way the ministry started in 1971, um, and it became known as the Teaching Fellowship of R.C. Sproul, but it was still always a collection of teachers. Um, right. And so it was always R.C. plus. Mm-hmm. And so from the very beginning, that's been in our DNA that there would be many different people contributing to Table Talk magazine, many different uh, preachers and teachers coming to our conferences. And so we've always kind of had this faithful band of brothers mindset. Um, and when you think about succession planning, um, you have to, I believe, and this is what I saw in RC, where he would prayerfully submit to the wisdom of scripture when it came to the task of finding faithful teachers, men that he could entrust Ligonier's biblical, biblical and theological fidelity, its future fidelity to. And that comes right back to 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, mm-hmm. where Paul's writing to, to Timothy, and he's, he's telling them, what you've seen and heard in me, find other men and commit these things to them and so that they will be able to teach others also. And so he's giving Timothy a biblical vision of succession strategy, right? right. It, it, you don't have to uh, bring in expensive consultants to try and map out the future. That's mm-hmm. just a fool's errand because it, it really says that you can control the future. And that is just not possible. All we can do is plan carefully to be able to put the right stewardship um, strategies in place so that you know, the ministry is going to be okay in terms of taking care of its team and to be able to have the resources to be able to continue its work. Um, and so that's exactly what we, we sought to do. Um, and so as far as the vision goes for the future, <laughs> RC was 
I, he told me on more than one occasion, I would try and pin him down sometimes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. RC, okay, tell me, what is the one thing that you want to see happen in the future? Or tell me about these, you know, give me your 10 point, you know, strategy for Ligonier 20 years from now and that sort of thing. And he would always just kind of smile to me and, and he just says, Chris, I don't want Ligonier merely to continue. I just wanted to continue what it's doing, but to flourish and expand and just do it better and bigger. And, and right. really that was just him trying to say, reach more people, have an impact in, in more people's lives. And so that's really what the team at Ligonier thinks about a lot is how do we reach as many people as possible? Um, and we've got the teaching fellows, we've got a great board, we've got just an amazing team of employees here. And we're all pulling in the same direction, but it's all under the sovereignty of God. And um, we've been greatly helped by visionary donors who really kind of see that future and, and the need for something like Ligonier. Uh, even even if I'm familiar with other ministries, um, I'm not sure of another ministry who does what we do and the way that we do it. Um, right. And, and we're finding that here, not just in the U.S., but increasingly around the world. And so... I would just ask for your listeners to to pray for us. We we really need it. Yes, sir. Amen. And we will. We have been, and we sure will. Um, and right here, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, um, one of the things that always helped my growth uh, from Ligonier, of course, the app, of course, RefNet, but also Table Talk. Table Talk is a magazine produced by Ligonier. Uh, Chris mentioned it earlier, and it is probably one of the best resources that I have. Uh, and you get one every month. Uh, and right now, you can uh, get Table Talk three months free by going to www.thebarpodcast.com slash Table Talk. And you, hit, you put that link in, and you get three free months of probably the best i'll say the best the best magazine out there and it has uh great articles it has devotions daily devotions um just so much wisdom in a in a little magazine and you get three months free compliments of the bar partnering with ligonier and uh we want you guys to take advantage of that and we'll be right back after this break For over 40 years, Table Talk Magazine has helped growing Christians live biblically informed lives with Bible studies and monthly articles from trusted pastors and teachers. Bar podcast listeners living in the U.S. and Canada, you can request your free three-month trial today and join over 250,000 people who already read Table Talk Magazine every month. Visit thebarpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk to start your trial today. That's thebarpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk. All right, we're back in here with uh, Brother Chris Larson, President CEO of Ligonier. You know, that was, that's what was in the email, so you're welcome, uh, Jonathan, for giving me that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> President CEO of Ligonier. Uh, Chris, what we like to do on the backside of the, uh, of the bar, we call it, you know, this is the lighter side. Um, and since you are from Ligonier, instead of three signature questions you get four because i have a a question that i ask most of my ligonier guests so i'm going to give you these questions are you ready i'm ready yes sir so the first question and it may be hard to pin down just one but tell us 
uh, whether it's a story or a situation, it, tell us your favorite RC moment. Because I heard it was, you know, witty and he had jokes. And I think uh, Steve Nichols talked about, you know, him exchanging jokes and riddles. And uh, uh, Nathan, his experience was helping him make his first tweet, you know. So tell us about probably your most memorable moment uh, with Dr. R.C. Okay, so this just happened a few months ago. This was in October, and my wife's birthday was coming up. And I, I, I can't believe that this is kind of one of my lingering memories with R.C., but this is, this is the way it was. So nobody else knows this. I've not told this publicly. So oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, your listeners are really getting some scoop here. So my <laughs> wife's birthday was in early October, and uh, R.C. was uh, asking if you know, we were going to get her a cake, and there's a particular kind of birthday cake that R.C. loved. Um, and it, it also happens to be the same kind of birthday cake that my life, my wife loves. And so I said, yes, we're going to, we're going to get that cake for, he says, Oh, good, good. And, uh, I think I'm pretty sure I said, and I'll save you a piece. Okay. (laughs) So the weekend of her birthday comes and goes, we have the cake and, and all of that. And it was very nice. We had a nice birthday with my wife and, Anyways, my next weekly meeting with R.C., which was just a few days later in October, he looks at me and says, I've got a problem with you. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? So he said, you promised me you were going to bring me a piece of Jennifer's birthday cake. And so I said, oh, R.C., you're right. And I am so, so sorry. Please forgive me. Anyways, we had a good laugh about it, and That's uh, it, and and so I I thought nothing more of it. So we went on with our our nice lunch meeting, and and you know, that came and went. So I think it was maybe Friday or Saturday of that same week, I get a phone call from RC, and I didn't I didn't pick it up because I, I didn't hear the phone ring or something like that. Well, he leaves a voicemail. Unbeknownst to me, he was telling somebody else, another mutual friend, that this story, and he was having a good time with it, that Chris said he was going to bring a piece of Jennifer's birthday cake, and I didn't get a piece of birthday cake, and I really love this particular birthday cake. And anyways, he leaves me this voicemail and says, I need to let you know that this mutual friend just brought me a cake (laughs) for me to enjoy, and you know what the cake said on it? Happy birthday, Jennifer. <laughs> so That's he got funny. a piece of Jennifer's birthday cake, except it wasn't yeah. the Jennifer's birthday cake. So wow. we, I, and, and actually, that's, that's my last voicemail I have from RC on my phone, and wow. I don't think I'll ever erase that. It, it was, I just roared with laughter when he left that, <laughs> and then I played it for my dear wife, and Oh man! That's it, awesome. it just expresses in in one little story just how sweet and mm-hmm. funny um, and and what a great and kind person RC was. Right, right. Wow, that is awesome. That is so awesome. That's a great story. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, well back back to the seriousness. I'm just playing. <laughs> back to the questions. Um, next question is: What kind of music do you listen to? when nobody's around. I like music that tells stories. Mm. And so I can find that um, kind of music in just about uh, any musical style. 
that you could think of. Um, so I would consider my musical tastes eclectic. I would say that my default uh, is is definitely more classical and symphonic, but mm-hmm. because that also tells stories as well. Um, so I can go in the singer-songwriter direction, or I can go in more the instrumental direction. And because I use music a lot while I'm working um, or studying, um, I would I would tend to use music that that doesn't have words in those times mm-hmm. but you know there are times when i'm on a road trip or something like that and i like music that tells stories and so um, and particularly you know music that tries to uh point us back to christ and so mm-hmm. i um i've long enjoyed uh the work of rich mullins and um his uh probably best known um Air, I guess, would would probably be Andrew Peterson. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I like a, a wide range of, okay. of music. So uh, my right. son's listening to the new Lecrae album right now, and so right, I, right, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll listen to that too uh, with some enjoyment. Nice, good deal. All right. So the next one is: What books or book are you reading right now? Uh, a few. Um, mm-hmm. A good friend of mine just gave me a collection of Wendell Berry's Sabbath poems from 2013, and uh, just he's an amazing wordsmith, and so um, he, it's just very refreshing uh, to read these very short, simple Sabbath poems by Wendell Berry. Um, I love this new book that Dr. Ferguson just put out, Some Pastors and Teachers. Um, and it's it's a book that you can sort of dip into and dip out of, but you just take uh, Sinclair's lifetime of public ministry, mm-hmm. and he's trying to just convey that to really whoever will heed uh, the instruction that he has, and it is it is meaty and helpful and incredibly, incredibly useful. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I'm in the enviable position of being able to read a lot of things before they ever come out uh, right. through Ligonier. And so at any given time, I've got a lot of uh, upcoming table talks on my desk or Reformation Trust books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of always sifting through those and, and just trying to, you know, be be encouraged as well, uh, even nice. as we seek to encourage others. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Well, speaking of your awesome job, uh the last uh question is what sermons or podcasts do you listen to? I mean, I know you got access to so much with Ligonier as far as sermons go, but uh are there any podcasts or anybody you like to listen to just in general? There are. Um, uh, of course, you know, like many of your listeners, I uh, tend to check in with Dr. Moeller on the briefing uh, mm-hmm. each day. And um, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can get a lot of things uh, podcast wise through through RefNet as well. But um, so I, I'd love to hear uh, what our brothers and sisters at uh, Grace to You and Truth for Life mm-hmm. are doing and wh- what they're broadcasting. So just so helpful for God's people. Um, and then I listen to a lot of business and technology, um, finance. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I really try and, um, you know, be as much of a self-taught, uh, executive as much as I can to, to not, um, just coast. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm always trying to push 
And uh, really something I kind of picked up from RC, too. He always kind of had this, you know, let's go on to the next thing. He never wanted to just kind of sit back and coast and say, wasn't right. that great. He was always kind of pushing, looking ahead, um, mm-hmm. and trying to think about how do we improve, how do we get better. And so uh, there's there's a few technology uh an entrepreneurial um, podcast that I really enjoy listening to. And then, of course, um, audiobooks uh, have right. been a big, uh, big right. blessing for my drive time. Gotcha. So I'm curious about the uh, the entrepreneurial uh, podcast because I, I'm, I'm currently in recruiting and I'm, I'm like you, self-taught, you know, self-motivated, you know, don't want to be, you know, just the ordinary Joe uh, and not to my horn, but to my listeners that know I've been in recruiting for four months and I've hired almost 50 drivers. So whoop, whoop, did that. But anyway, I just want to, uh, well done. <laughs> thank you, sir. So I will, I want to, um, I, I want to know if you could maybe name one or two of the, the, uh, the, the podcasts that are, you know, entrepreneurial or, um, technology, any names that I can jot down real quick, just for myself. Sorry guys. I'm just for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I'd say Masters of Scale, um, mm-hmm. A16Z, mm-hmm. and uh, the Exponent uh, podcasts are pretty helpful. Got it. Appreciate that, sir. Well, Chris, I hate to end this, man, because we're having so much fun. But I know you has a, have a busy schedule, and I have to go back to work. So um, right we'll here. We'll pick it up I'm again a- next. Yeah, we'll pick it up <laughs> next at the Beacon. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, right here, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, address the listeners. Anything you want to say, encouragement or any announcements, the show will drop next Tuesday. So anything you want to say right here, I'm going to give you the floor. Well, we're looking forward to our big national conference here in just a few weeks. Uh, it happens here in Orlando every year, generally around March. And um, this conference is is already full to capacity. Um, and I would just ask your listeners to pray that the Lord would use that conference. We're looking at the theme of awakening. And you look around uh, the country and you see the, the tragedy and, and the horror of school shootings, and you look at uh, the the tension that exists um, in, in just the social sphere, and you, you hear about just horrible ways that people treat one another today. And a lot of times, the pundits and the celebrities, uh, they have bankrupt answers. And so what we need is for the church to be the church and mm. to uh, remember the power of God's Word and that God's Word uh, brings light and life. And so that's exactly what we're committing ourselves to for these three days at our national conference. Um, Of course, we don't want it to just be a mountaintop experience. We want it to be something that people go home and share this with their neighbors, their family, their churches, and um, to really to cry out to the Lord that He would bring revival and awakening in our day, because that's what's going to bring harmony and peace and reconciliation uh, to our land. Right. That's awesome. Good stuff. 
Again, Chris, appreciate your time, man, uh, coming on the bar. And uh, to my listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to another bar episode. You can catch us on Facebook. Just search The Bar Podcast. Instagram and Twitter, The Bar underscore podcast. And don't forget about the Table Talk deal that we have. Three months free. If you go to thebarpodcast.com slash table talk, get three months free of uh, the best magazine out of there. If there's nothing else, y'all, we'll see you next Tuesday. We out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there